Rick Dollywall. Rick Dollywall. It's time for 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 Dolly. Rick Dollywall. It's time for Rick Dollywall. Rick Dollywall. It's time for Dolly. Rick Dollywall. It's time for Rick Dollywall. Rick Dollywall. 803 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Halford Bruff of the morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Accurate Dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Accurate Dealer today. We are in hour three of the program. Hour three is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, powered by thousands of five-star Google reviews. Sorfi, what are you waiting for? Kintech! Let's go to the phone lines. Rick Dollywall joins us now on the Halford & Brough Show on Sportsnet 650. What up, Rick? All good, all good. What's going on? Uh, well, it was a pretty interesting uh, press availability with Rick Tockett oh. yesterday. What did, you, uh, what did you think of it? Well, it's very interesting. You nailed it. Um, Tockett says he was surprised his comments about Pedersen's play versus the Blues was portrayed as Coach Blast's star player. He says he may be guarded with answers from here on in. He had a problem, I think, with the headlines on Twitter. Tockett blasted Pedersen. I don't know. You guys have been in the the, the writing industry. I, I, I always, when I talk to my newspaper friends, they, they, the, the guy that writes the article doesn't write the headlines. And so I don't know who writes the headlines, but I, I well, think no one wrote a headline that said talk and blasted Pedersen for the record. Well, there was, that's the, that's the feel I got from his press conferences. You guys are portraying this as talk and blasted Pedersen. He didn't blast him. He gave an honest assessment of his star player, whether it's the top six guy or bottom six, he always gives you the goods in a very professional manner. He was honest, but he got a lesson in Vancouver media. This is what happens on slow news days. You know, me and Donnie love Tockets, honestly, uh, when he's talking about players. He shouldn't change. Since the day he arrived, he's been exactly what this franchise needs. You know, honest, holds players accountable, teaches like no coach in the city has taught in a long time, and he's good with the media. I will tell you one thing. He did his research before he came to Vancouver. His good friend, you know, is Travis Green. He talked to Green a lot about all the good and bad that comes with Vancouver, and you know Green would have given talk at the lowdown on the media. Green had his ups and downs, you know, with the media. I used to talk to Travis all the time about, you know, the media, but th- this is what it is, you know. But here's the thing. When Tockett was here, he's done nothing but win. When Green was here, th- there was a lot of losing, right? So I, I don't know where you go with this. I think winning or losing, the Canucks media is going to get – to you at some point, I guess. We had Cody Hodgson on yesterday, and he mentioned his time in Vancouver. It was more the media that made the big deal about him not playing. So I guess I guess uh, it doesn't matter if it's a player or a coach. Uh, the media gets to you at some point. But if Tockett clamps down, the fans and the media will be the ones who suffer. Rick, but, I have a question yeah, for you. Yeah. Is it newsworthy? Is it worth discussing on a radio show? Is it worth writing a newspaper article about that Tockett criticized Elias Pettersson if he came out of the if he if he brought up Pettersson himself without a question but the question was what do you think of Pettersson's play and he gave you a response an honest response 
And he does the same when it was Kuzmenko. He did the same thing, Hoaglander. He did the same thing, Joshua. And, you know, and he did the same thing with Zadorov the other day, too. So he yeah, gave you an all newsworthy, answer. right? Newsworthy. Yeah, you know sure. what I mean, right? Like, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, hey, what did you think of the talk at press conference? What did you find interesting from the press conference? I was like, oh, well, he had some criticisms for Elias Pettersson. Yeah. But he didn't bring it up on his own. Like it wasn't so? manufactured. Yeah, no, but, no, I, no, but like you're still gonna, you're still gonna. Yeah. It's still worth discussing. Like I understand. Well, sure listen, listen. I understand. I think this is what Talkit doesn't want. This is just my opinion. Feel free to agree, disagree, whatever. Yeah. I think he doesn't want the narrative to start that he's got a problem with Pedersen. Pedersen, yeah. But I think it's perfectly fine to say like, hey. Talk it, even talk it, even the head coach said, it doesn't matter if he, if he said it, you know, out of the blue or not. You know, he was asked a question and his, his answer was, I haven't liked Petey's games the last three or four, uh, his, his game the last three or four games. That's worth talking about. We talk about this team every day. Yeah, and we talked about that talk it and Patterson comment on our show as well. And you guys did. Every show on your station did. I'm pretty well, I'm going to guess every show did. It was noteworthy, but I, I, I'm just trying to figure out, like, you know, he, he, he I, I just don't want him to get guarded because... No, no one let, does. Yeah, let's hope he doesn't change his mind because, and he continues to be honest with his answers because he's an absolute treat to listen to when he talks about hockey. Like, he's one of those coaches, like, uh, that you cling on to every word that he says, and he's honest, and, but I, I like, I, I, I just got to tell you, like, I don't know what part but the one part i got you guys made a big deal out of you know coach slams star player but i i don't think we sold it on our show as coach slams top player we just said hey uh i don't think a- anyone did yeah but i mean but that's what he said he said you Would know you be, guys but are- you know why you know why i said it it's because it was why? suggested to him uh right right Right. It was suggested well, I, to him that that's what happened, um, and then he said, well, that's on you guys, not me. Right. And it's funny to me that the team's in first place in the overall standings, right? They're tied with Boston uh, this morning, and, and this is a, an issue in the market, and we're heading into the All-Star break. There's one more game, Columbus. Maybe that All-Star break is what everybody needs, Jason, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That it just, it's everybody needs it. Um, and, you know, and i got to give Pedersen credit. Uh, you know, he was asked about Tockett's comments, and that's what reporters do is they go back and forth, and he said, "Look, if the coach wants me to play better, I'll play better, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll pick it up in the next game." So I got to give Pedersen credit too. Is he came back and he said, "Look, I'll I'll pick it up in the next game." But look, talk it. He's got to make a decision. You know, I mean, this is Vancouver. This is the media, and you know, and they see these coaches. Uh, 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 Jason see things on Twitter too. He mentioned uh, the internet, right? And so you know these coaches get stuff sent to them from friends all the time too. Hey, look at this! Mm-hmm. You know this guy's ripping. You know that happens all the time. They got people that are connected to them to send them stuff on on what's being said about him and the team. So I just hope he doesn't clamp down because I think the fans in this city and I think the media will suffer because he's such an honest coach. And I just love listening to him talk uh, pregame, postgame, and and during the game as well. You know, it's funny. The grass is always greener on the other side. We had Justin Williams on our show this morning who's played in some massive games in the NHL and he's won Stanley Cups. But he also said, you know what? Part of me wonders what it would have been like to be in a Canadian market. You know, it might have been fun, you know, as opposed to L.A. and Carolina where 
you can walk around and nobody really cares who you are. Um, you know, I nearly joked to like, you tried for seven days and you'd be like, I want back to Carolina. But, you know, there is a, a certain element of the grass is greener on the other side when you're playing in a Canadian market, but also when you're playing in a market where you're like behind high school football in terms of the importance. Look, look where Alexander Edler went after Vancouver. Where'd he go? He went to Los Angeles. Why do you think he went to Los Angeles? You know, to get away from, you know, uh, the, did you think if, 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 do you think if Edler walked down the beach in, in LA that anyone would say, Hey, look, it's Alexander Edler? You know, when I talk to agents, especially July 1st, a lot of them talk about, do you want to ask their client, do you want to play in the Canadian market and everything that comes with it, the media, and unfortunately Canucks Twitter as well. Do you want to be in a city where it's that intense intense in terms of the coverage, intense in terms of, a, of, of Twitter and all that other stuff? It's a good point that you bring up. Hockey, Canadian markets are not for everybody. They're not. They're not all players. And, and that comes into some decisions sometimes. It does. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Some, some players prefer markets in the U.S. Where, where the media attention is not that crazy. And, uh, no, I agree with you. It, it's a factor sometimes for sure. Um, I imagine the Canucks are going to – well, actually, I don't know. Do you think they'll hold some meetings over the All-Star break uh, to plan for the trade deadline? Oh sure. They, they what are we now? Six weeks away? Uh, no, it's, it's, I, I guess yeah, I around there. Over. Yeah, around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, five or six weeks away for sure. It's it's getting ramped up, and you, you see their pro scouts are now. You, you saw them in Montreal Ottawa game. You saw them in the Buffalo Kings game, and um, you're starting to see more. You know, it'll get more intense for sure. You're bang on. I don't think they're in on uh, Sean Monahan. Could he be a second line center in Vancouver? I don't. Most think not. Mm-hmm. But I think you know. Are, are they? Are, here's the thing. Uh, are they looking for some versatility? A guy who can play center and wing. Um, Lindholm, who Jim Rutherford drafted, by the way, in 213 in Carolina as a centerman, but he's played wing as well. Uh, we're hearing all the same names, uh, Jason Gensel, Lindholm, um, Adam Henrique. But the one thing I like to do is, is sometimes look at some of the players that Canucks have, have liked in the past two or three years and see if they're, you know, there's this guy, uh, Frank uh, Vetrano. Uh, he, when he was a UFA in 2022, he was a top target for the Canucks, but they didn't have the cap space to give mm-hmm. him the $3.6 million that he got from the Ducks. Like, I remember texting his agent, Peter Fish, um, it, it, into, into July 1st, and the Canucks were still, I think it was 11 or 12 o'clock, and the Canucks were still uh, poking around uh, Vetrano. I don't know if the Ducks are going to have a, a fire sale and get rid of everyone because he's still got a year left on his deal. Uh, not sure if the Ducks are going to make him available, but that's a guy the Canucks have liked. Uh, Blue Jackets forward Jack Roslovic is a guy this regime has liked in the past. He got hurt last night. Didn't he get hit from behind? Uh Huberto hit him from behind last night in Calgary, so I'm not sure he's going to play tomorrow. But that's a guy they've liked in the past. Uh, we know they like Jordan Greenway, the size and speed. Uh, that's a guy they've liked in the past. They did have a pro scout in L.A. to watch that King Sabres game, but they, 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 there could have been multiple players they were watching. So you always look at um, other players that uh, they've liked in the past two, three years, and if they would revisit those, you kind of always look at that. On the blue line with Carson Soucy out long term, they need uh, – 
uh, Zadorov, who was benched the other night. Uh, they need Zadorov to provide good minutes here until Susie gets back. Um, so, you know what? I think the plan was the Canucks were waiting to see how Ian Cole played on the right side mm-hmm. to decide whether they were going to add a defenseman at the trade deadline. But then Susie got injured, and now Cole's back on the left side. Juleson has stepped in. So they were kind of waiting before the Susie injury to see how Cole played on the right side to decide if they were going to add another defenseman or not. And, of course, that injury is now throwing everything out. But uh, Zadorov, they got to get him back. Um, one shift, third period versus the Blues. Never saw the ice again. 12 minutes in total. Um, but there was talk at work and was Zadorov before practice yesterday, one-on-one. He gets it. He benches these guys, but he works with them the very next day. So uh, that that's an important guy, Zadorov, until Susie gets back. They need good minutes from him. Do you check in with Dan Milstein every time one of his clients gets benched? <laughs> sometimes I sometimes I get scared. Uh, sometimes he is his clients have had a tough go this year because yeah. even uh, even uh, did you hear Talkett gave a lengthy uh, answer to you know McCabe's issues of late, and then you know we all know. Uh, you know what's been going on with Kuzmenko. His parents were in town this morning or this week. Sorry to watch him in Vancouver. But Milstein's uh, that I always watch that uh, relationship. Uh, you know, Mike, that's a good that's a good question. And that relationship with Milstein and the Canucks is very interesting to me because he's got Zadorov, Kuzmenko, and um, he's got Mikheyev. But he's got a ton of guys also in the. Um, He's got a ton of guys also in the in the farm system, and he's always talking to the Canucks. Like, I don't think a day goes by where Milstein and the Canucks don't talk, right? And Zadorov is is going to be interesting down the stretch here because he's a UFA and he's got he's a guy that's got to be resigned. And I, as I've said on your show a, a lot a lot of times, Milstein's looking for a, he's looking for term. He's looking for term. And you guys were talking this week. I heard you talking about what UFAs with the Canucks sign. That's going to be fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got Patterson and Aronic. I, You know, you have no idea wh- where those two are going to land in terms of money. Both those guys got their hands out with, you know, well, not hands out, but they're going to get extremely big raises, both of them. Then you got to go out and get your, your UFAs done. I Like, I mean... The amount of juggling that's going to have to be done with contracts after this season and before July 1st is going to be amazing to me. Amazing. It's funny that uh, Talkett was talking about uh, Mikheyev and how when him and Kuzmenko are playing together, they're too far apart. Like, there's not yeah. enough puck support, I guess. Um, and he compared it to how, yeah. how Garland will be supported by, you know, Bluger and Joshua, et cetera. And we've seen how that line can keep possession in the offensive end and tire out the other team if, if they don't score. Um, and my response to that was, like, why are they on the same line then all the yeah. time? Yeah. Well, doesn't it kind of show you why they're going after a top six winger? Yes, you know exactly. You know, doesn't it kind of show yeah. you why they feel they need to add a top six winger? Like they're not getting a ton of offense from McKayev and Kuzmenko right now. Kuzmenko had the two assist game, but I think he's only got two assists in his last twelve. And McKayev's kind of dropping off uh, points wise well. So that leaves to me, if you look at their top six right now, the only winger, well, well essentially, Besser's kind of, he hasn't scored in six games. Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, Suter's the only winger uh, in the top six that's scoring right now. And he got three in the last game. <laughs> so if you want to know why they're looking for a top six winger, go and look at their wingers right now in the top six and you'll, you'll understand quickly why. Um, you wanted to say something about a couple of young defensemen in the organization, Hunter Briskevich and Jacob Truscott. 
Yeah, Buscavage uh, tied for the OHL lead in points, 69. Like, this guy's nice. having, uh, nice. you know, still no contract from the Canucks. It's not from a lack of uh, trying. Hearing most likely they'll get something done in the spring. Nothing negative here. Buscavage uh, certainly has caught the attention of the hockey world with his, uh, his start, no question. No idea if teams are calling Vancouver right now about a trade and if they would like him included. I haven't got any information about that, but it wouldn't surprise anyone. But, boy, that kid has... He's done everything possible, but I'm, I'm hearing um, they, they should get something done in the spring uh, with Buscavich, so I don't think there's any uh, anything wrong there in terms of getting him done. Truscott is a 21-year-old defenseman at the University of Michigan. He's a captain, fifth-rounder in 2020. He either signs with the Canucks or he becomes a free agent this summer. Expect talks to surface when his season is over. Everything's positive here. I believe both sides want to get a signing done as of right now. Remember the panic last year? Aiden McDonough, he's not going to sign. Remember Rathbone, he's not going to sign. Lockwood, he's not going to sign. Well, there's a lot of fear. Uh, these guys aren't going to sign, but I don't get that fear right now when it comes to Truscott. Um, you know, Elvin going to Boston in January last year, meeting with McDonough's family, that was huge, right? That that played a big role in McDonough signing. And you know, so these guys, Canucks are well aware of Truscott could hit the free agent market this year, but I'm just not hearing anything negative there. I'm hearing a lot of positive stuff, uh, and hopefully they, uh, they'll probably get a deal done in the spring after his season in Michigan is over. Hey, Rick, if the Canucks want to add a top six forward, do you think they should go out and get Cody Hodgson? No, I'm, I'm all joking aside, <laughs> I know you guys had him on the show. We tried to get him on the show, couldn't get it done. You guys talked to him. I just want to know how he's doing. And this story, it kind of caught us by surprise because of all the guys we expected to make a comeback, Cody Hodgson was not on that list. He got his health. Um, there was uh, there was a director of player personnel in Nashville that he's kept in touch with. I think his last name is Nickel. And he decided this summer, He, he first he got a clean bill of health and decided uh, this summer to come back. He sounded like on the show, he sounded very excited. He was in a good space mentally. Uh, we, you know, we talked about his up, ups and downs in Vancouver. He, you know, he said that nothing's guaranteed, that Nashville didn't guarantee him that, you know, you're going to play here. And, you know, he's got to prove it at the American League level. He had his first uh, game. He got an assist. He said he should have scored on his first uh, shift, actually. He sounds like he's in a real good spot, Mike, but that, that just seems to me like a long-term project. That just, he hasn't played, Mike, in seven years. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you not play the game of hockey? And even the American Hockey League, a lot of people don't realize how hard it is. It, even to play at the American Hockey League level, it, it is hard. And he, he's got to, he's got to prove it at the American Hockey League level first. Then he's got to go from there. But I think this is a long-term play. If he can prove it at the American League level, I think he can try the NHL then. But he didn't sound like it was imminent going to Nashville. He just said it's step by step. I think he's great that he's giving it a shot. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah, give absolutely. it a shot. Why not? Yep. Um, and, 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 you know, he was only in Vancouver, guys, for two years. Like everyone talks about, you know, 10th overall and this and that. He was only here for two years. He did bring up, you know, the media to us and, and he did bring up, uh, you know, the intensity of, you know, Twitter and how they follow players in, in, in Vancouver. But you know what? He was only here two years. And, you know, you, you, we all know the famous Mike Gillis quote I spent more off time, I, I spent more time. Off the ice with Cody Hodson than any other player that he's ever you know spent time with. We know that quote. Mike Mike said it, but he is in a good space. He's much more mature now, and he's going to give it the old college try, and we'll see where it goes. Rick, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. This was great. Enjoy the weekend. All right, later.
See you later. That's Rick Dollywall from the Donnie and Dolly Show on Check TV here on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Dan and Poco text in, the reason Tockett felt the way Joe did about the PD comments, though he did, about the PD comments is because it went viral. Technically, that's different than media saying coach blast star players player but to him it was the same that's why he got his backup he was saying the viral nature of twitter etc could cause him to be guarded he was not wrong i totally get it and this is where i have a problem media should figure it out because it's not that complicated and media themselves and fans are the ones that will suffer so i replied to dan i said what can media do in that situation Mm -hmm. and he said well it's because every single media guy posts it so it's on blast it's not like the old days where one writer puts his opinion in the paper look at morning skate line rush it's 15 media guys tweet the exact same thing then you get fans taking things out of context even if media didn't and you end up with a guarded coach i also think it's because it was prickly Petey and it's eggshells around him that has an element of truth to it anyway as far as what is media to do in that situation Maybe not every media guy in Vancouver needs to blast every tidbit every day. I get it's their job. It's delicate. Number one, there isn't nearly as much media covering this team as there used to be because of cutbacks. Um, And number two, they're all in competition with each other. Yeah. If Tockett says something that's like, ooh, that's a criticism of Elias Pettersson. And that's what it was. And it's okay. And as Tockett said, it's not a big deal. And not as a big Petey deal. says, it's not a big deal. You know, I think I see this from a lot of media guys too. And I even I even have a problem with it too myself. But and obviously it's an issue for some players. You just gotta accept it. And I know it's really hard sometimes. Believe me, some of the stuff that gets sent into our show, that gets sent into us on Twitter, totally misconstruing what we're saying, it's really frustrating. It gets personal. It gets creepy sometimes. Some of the things that people text in, people will find out things about us personally and text it in, and that's weird. But. You know, it's frustrating, but oftentimes when we talk about it, we're just like, you know what? We can't stop it. Nope. Comes we can't with, stop it. With the territory and, now, better or worse, whatever. You know, I've I've had I've even had conversations with Dollywall about it, and he's like, I just missed the good old days, and I'm like, they're not coming back, buddy. Yeah, they're not coming back. Like this is it. So let's just do our best in this situation and try to be as honest and fair as we can possibly be while covering this team. Mm -hmm. And I think that's all you can do, really, is try and be fair and try and be legit. And then if you make a mistake, own up to it. That's another big part of this as well. Okay, we got one final segment to come on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Uh, we're going to do what we learned. We're going to do Ask Us Anything. We're going to give away a $100 gift card to AJ's Pizza on East Broadway. You are listening to the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Big opinions and good bets. It's the People's Show with Big Nazar. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Colonia, West Coast. <laughs> Yeah, Kelowna, baby, best place in the world right here. Kelowna, 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 Kelow
6.32 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Halford Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Accurate Dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Accurate Dealer today. We are in Hour 3 of the program. Uh, hour 3 is brought to you by Campbell & Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell & Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. Okay, what we learned is we got two of four in the studio here that are going to do them. Laddie's going to start. Laddie's all excited. Laddie wants to tell us I'm what gonna we learned. I'm going to start. Laddie, you not. begin. What we learned now. What we learned, there was a surly Cubs fan what? on Jeopardy the other day. All this beautiful for 1,200, please. This St. Louis Cardinals great slugged his 700th home run in 2022, his last season in Major League Baseball. Lloyd. Who is the wretched Albert Pujols? Wow, yes. Wow. <laughs> the answer is correct. I can't speak to the adjective. Go Cubs. The wretched, the wretched Albert Pujols. That's kind of funny, though. That That's not bad. Funny. Actually, the delivery there was pretty good. I'm yeah. surprised they gave it to him. They should have been like, nope. Yeah. It's not correct. correct. <laughs> it's very incorrect. Good one. Good audio. Moo cow. We're moving quick today. Jason's up. Uh, another golf one. For the, I think a third consecutive day in a row, but this is another one mm-hmm. that intrigues me as a non-golf guy because I completely forgot about Anthony Kim. Yeah, what well, we learned, um, according to uh, industry sources, Kim is eyeing a potential return to pro tournaments sometime this spring. This guy has been out of the game for a long, long time. The Cody was, Hodgson of golf. Well, yeah, and that's kind of wanna I want to bring it up, but there is an interesting element to this. So Kim had all sorts of injury concerns and he did, he was a very good golfer. He never won a major, but he had, I think a third at the masters and a couple other top 10 finishes at the majors. Um, he did win some tournaments and he was pretty flashy. Like was the Ryder he, cup. He was best known. Yeah. For. The Ryder cup. Sergio Garcia at the Ryder cup. Was yes. it? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. But he was all, he was considered a, a, a rising young star and then he had some injuries and then he just, he just disappeared. Now there was always, some talk that he had a disability insurance policy that was worth around $10 million to $20 million. So okay. a lot of people were like, he just took that and he's right. like, I am fine with this money. I don't want to play golf ever again. And, you know, throughout the years, every once in a while, a newspaper or some sort of media outlet would be like, whatever happened to Anthony Kim? And they'd find an interview with him or find some sort of info out of him. And it would be like, I don't even golf anymore. Yeah. Right. Like my game is nowhere. I don't think about golf. And now it's being reported that he might come back. But according to ESPN sources, he might be required to pay back a large portion, if not all of that disability insurance policy that he has collected if he comes back and plays golf. Yeah. Right? That makes sense. Well, I do wonder about if there'd be a negotiation on that because he has missed the prime years of his career. Yeah, it derailed his career. Yeah, absolutely. But I just wonder, at any rate, it's something interesting to keep track of. Uh, Cody Hodgson's comeback. Anthony Kim may be making a comeback too. Give us a moo cow there. I always respected his flashy belt buckles. Remember he had the AK yeah. belt buckle? Yeah, he had a belt, big belt buckles. <laughs> yeah, he was known for that. Uh, okay, we're going to jump right to the humanoids now. Humanoid, what we learns. Fire up that job matrix. 
What We Learned Humanoid Edition is brought to you by Get Fire Plan. Protect what matters most with comprehensive fire safety plans, monthly audits, and risk mitigation. At $200 off, visit them online at getfireplan.com. Oh my God! We're having a fire plan! A-Dog, let's do this straight away. We have the winner for an Ask Us Anything of a $100 gift card to AJ's Pizza on East Broadway. The winner is... Adam, the former bath guy, which surprised me because I thought he's a regular texter on the show, a contributor, you know, a good guy. And uh, he actually won anything in like a very, very, very long time. And, and this really made me laugh. So I thought I'd give it to him today. And I want to get your guys' answers as well. I know what mine would be. Uh, ask us anything. Would, would you spend three minutes in a cage with the animal you feared most if it guaranteed the Canucks a spot in the Stanley Cup final? Okay. So, fir- so first of all, you have to determine... The animal you fear the most. Now, for me, it's easy. It's bees. I would spend. <laughs> I, I am so ah, bees. I'm you so fear. scared of bees. I'm terrified of them. But if it meant the Canucks in the Stanley Cup final, I'd go for it. Okay, let's unpack. Uh, there's a bee in my eye, sir. And uh, I'm allergic to bee things. They, they cause me to uh, die. I can try to bet him off if you like. Uh, <laughs> really, that's okay. <laughs> Okay, number A-dog's one. Demise. That's A-dog. Number one, are you allergic to bees? I am not, so I'm not like Smithers. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm terrified of them. Why? Uh, because they yeah, so buzz. You're, so they, they're the buzzing. And so the, you're, so if you're, the you're, walking, and the, you're hey, walk- hey, hey, it hurts me. Hold on, hold on. I know we got to get to this question. You're walking down the street. You see... A, a bee? Uh, you, I cross the street, yes. Okay, hold on, hold on. You see, uh, you can go right or left. On the right is, is a bee buzzing. On the left... Is a tiger. I would take my chances with a tiger. Ruff, let one me explain. Bee. Let it's me explain. a swarm of bees. Ruff, let me explain it to you like this. If I got home from work and there was a bee in my apartment, my apartment would be the bee's apartment for the day. <laughs> I just wouldn't I just wouldn't go inside. I would I would leave the house. I would You're go not being else. serious. I am terrified of bees. Did Absolutely you, terrified of them. Did you get stung you, once? Uh, yeah, I've been stung as a kid several times. I but may have crashed into it doesn't a bee's hurt, nest with my bike. It doesn't hurt that much. I it, no, it's more of the thought of it. See, I I just, the I'm of afraid what? of I'm afraid of bees. Like bee some people are scared of spiders. Like I'm not right. scared of spiders at all, which is a very common fear. A lot of people are scared mm-hmm. of spiders. See, scared spiders don't bother me whatsoever. <laughs> scared spiders don't bother me whatsoever. Like right. really at all. Yeah. And I know some people just well phobias hate. don't make sense, right? Like, no. Right. But, but is from, there a name for a bee phobia? Uh, Indiophobia. I don't know. Yeah, it's like uh, it's called a seven-year-old. Yeah, a dog, a phobia. Yeah, I mean, no, I just, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm apophobia. Apophobia. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, okay. I'm, I react to bees the way some people react. Probably to spiders. be the fear of apes. Always been the way, that way, and probably always will be. So here's the thing: if there was a bee in the studio right now, you wouldn't have a producer. <laughs> <laughs> I would be out of the building. Does that, does that extend to wasps too? Like yeah, every any, sort of any buzzing, stinging, any buzzing, stinging creature is I want it. Want it? Yeah, like, oh, they're know. the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't, they don't bees? die. After they sting up. you, they just keep stinging. Right. Um, you have a lot of exi- existential dread about the killer bees making their way up. I'm not, I don't even think about that. <laughs> we were talking about the Wicker Man at the break where they put the bee mask on yeah. Nicolas Cage. He's like, go, oh, the bees! As if you need to explain what was in there. Someone texted in. So you would be in there with just one bee. A solitary bee. <laughs> yeah, that would be enough. In the cage. Yeah. And the bee's like, this isn't, the cage is actually, it's like, it's not even a bee could just fly out of the cage. Yeah. (laughs) Your corner round would be like, float like a butterfly, sting like, and then you'd just be running away. (laughs) You didn't even try. Okay, what would your, what would your guys' answers be? Probably something that kills them, man. Okay, well, here's the thing. The crux of the entire (laughs) thing is that you don't get to choose your opponent. Your opponent is foisted on you based on your biggest fear. 
Yes. Right, right. So, like, what's your biggest fear? What, what I, animal are you afraid of the most? Snake, I can't do. I don't snakes. like snakes. Something with a shark. But a snake in a but cage. But a shark, you got to water and die. Like, you could you probably. You'd be in a cage with a shark flopping around. Is the cage underwater? I thought well, I assumed I it would be underwater. Well, yeah. All due yeah. respect to your fighting ability, I feel like you'd be okay against a bee. Yeah. But your phobia would take over, and then you'd probably yeah. end up like. Okay, so both of you guys would pick snakes. Right, but the, the Indiana would be Jones easy answer. to avoid. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't like snakes. There's an inherent problem with Adam the former Bats guy's question because some of the things that you're most afraid of are probably going to be pretty easy to survive again in a ring for what is it three minutes? Oh no, a yeah. bumblebee! Oh no, a bee! Yeah, but you're not thinking that way. You're just terrified. Exactly. Your phobia would take over. Yeah, it's a good yeah. question. Okay, uh, let's get to some other ones here. Spence in Maple Ridge. <laughs> Hashtag AUA, ask us anything. I caught my first pro pickleball match last night on TV. It was sponsored by Margaritaville Resorts and Michelob Ultra. Very nice. appropriate. Nice. What is the most appropriate sports sponsorship? I suppose this means for not the athletes participating, but the viewers. So I used to love it when um, the cigarette companies would do the big advertisements on um, take your choice of race car, F1. NASCAR, whatever, because I feel like you love like the DeMaurier car with the amount of exhaust that was out there on yeah. the track. I felt like smoking was just a natural like and everyone was smoking in the stands. Right. And like the pit guy would like, I, you know, when you go back and you watch like old guys working on their cars and they yeah, have yeah. heater dangling out of their mouth and it's mm-hmm. like, it's fine. Uh, I feel like that was very uh, audience appropriate. Right. Right. Now having Margaritaville for pickleball. It's amazing. I can't think of a better comment. I read a right? big, long magazine story about a Margaritaville retirement village. Really? Sounds amazing. It man. does. It sounds, I mean, they're all crippling alcoholics, but like the, it is just very social, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know what else they're doing is having a good time. They are having a good time, yeah. and there's a real sense of community down I there. I challenge anyone not to have a good time at Margaritaville. Uh, ask us anything. Oh, I had a good answer for that. Yeah, what? There was a there's an AHL team, the Chicago Bears. Okay. Mm-hmm. The sponsor for the opposition penalty on their broadcast is an adult diaper. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. Chicago really? Wolves, the, right? It's the Chicago oh, sure. Wolves. Uh, no, it's uh, the Bears, the the football team. Oh, uh, I, thought you an said opposition. A- I thought you said. Sorry, AHL, I thought sorry. it was the. I thought it was the wolf. I had wolves on the brain there for That's some reason. Fun. But yeah, Chicago Bears <laughs> radio broadcast. Were you, were you thinking about the question? Yeah. What's that? Were you thinking about the question? Is you are, are, are you scared of wolves? Maybe. Yeah. I, I went with sharks, but yeah. The Chicago oh, Bears radio broadcast sponsor is an adult diaper. The Chicago Bears radio broadcast sponsor for a opposition penalty yeah. is an adult diaper. <laughs> I think it's very appropriate. It's actually like a good. gigantic piss baby good. over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a good ask us anything. In yep. light of Patrick Waugh coaching again, who has the best player and coach combined career? Uh, so you want to have... Are we doing NHL only? No, anything, I think. You know, so my mind immediately went to Rod Brindamore because I think he's a really good coach, and I think he was a really good player who should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, Now, I did Google this, so I didn't come up with this all by myself, and I think we should mention it. What about, you would know this, Yeah, Franz Beckenbauer. Yep, that would be one, 100%. Recently passed away. Recently passed away. Widely regarded as the Kaiser, like the one of the greatest German footballers of all time, and mm-hmm. also had a very decorated career. There's a lot. I feel like there's... They called him the Fuhrer. Yeah. No, the Kaiser. The Kaiser. <laughs> Fuhrer was a different guy. <laughs> Still German. Just a different oh, guy. Um, hockey... So I guess it would have to be like Al Arbor would be in the conversation. 
but his playing career wasn't nearly as decorated as his coaching career. Same with like Quenville. Like Quenville played, but you need to have almost an equal footing, right? So, and that's really tough. Um, you know who actually gets in the conversation is Daryl Sutter because his coaching career was quite legendary. He was a good player. Too. And he was a good player, yeah. yeah. Um, that's an interesting one. By the way, on the subject of uh, players turned managers, a bunch of people have texted in on this, and it's a good way to segue into it because it was going to be my what we learned. Uh, Jurgen Klopp is stepping down as the gaffer at Liverpool after mm-hmm. the end of this season. No more gaffing for him. He will no longer gaff. So here's the Coles Notes versions on this. Uh, it'll be nine years, so not quite a decade at Liverpool. Not the most decorated manager ever. Uh, that would probably go to Paisley, who had, I think, 20 trophies over mm-hmm. a, a lengthy span there. Um, but Brad Paisley. <laughs> yeah, also a tremendous musician. Um, I'll say this. His time at Liverpool recently and bringing them back to prominence, winning first Premier League title in 30 years, winning a Champions League, um, he'll always have a... He'll be in the pantheon of great gaffers. He has said that he's leaving and he'll never manage another English team again, which means he's absolutely going to manage another English team again. (laughs) Um, He's going to take a year off from management entirely. He's going to manage Everton. (laughs) Yeah, could you imagine? Oh, God, that would be fantastic. But uh, as for the next gaffer... Um, they're already talking about getting Xabi Alonso. So for those that don't cover the Bundesliga, the German league religiously, mm-hmm. Xabi Alonso, who used to play for Liverpool and was part of some famous teams there, has taken Bayer Leverkusen to remarkable heights. They are the story in German football this year. Why is Klopp leaving? He's, he's burnt out. He's burnt, he's burnt out. out. Yeah. yeah, he's burnt out. He said he told the board at the beginning of the season this would be his last. Now he's telling the players, and then he's told the media and the fans and everyone else. So um, I think this is also, if I want to be a bit cynical about it, mm-hmm. he wants to try and go out with a bang. And they have an opportunity to win another Premier League title. This will be the sort of storybook ending. Either they do it for the gaffer, or it falls woefully short and they don't win the title. Uh, Chuck in Vancouver. By, has, oh, by the way, people are agreeing with me on the B thing. One guy said he abandoned his car when there was a B in it once. <laughs> I, you know, I know that there's irrational fears of bees. Like, it's out there. He just left it on the highway. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that. Off. Much like the studio, the car now belongs One to One guy said Halford would be in a cage with minus 20 degree weather. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would just <laughs> shut down for three minutes. How do I avoid this? I could do tw- some 20, banger three minutes right and 20 degrees. No way, no way. Yeah, I'd be in a cage with Dolly Wall. <laughs> Chuck- <laughs> it wouldn't last three minutes. No. I'm like, oh, God. The I'm Chuck telling in- you. Oh, God, no. Chuck in Vancouver, ask us anything. With so many UFAs to resign this offseason, is there a possibility that the Canucks include one of them in a package at the trade deadline simply because they know they can't slash won't re-sign them. I think it's unlikely, but one of the things that we had discussed... Which I like. <laughs> I like it. Is um, is a guy like Zadorov if they bring in another defenseman. Let's like, move him along. Let's say you bring in Tanev, um, and then all of a sudden you've got a logjam on defense. Now, there's nothing inherently wrong with having a lot of defensemen, but there are cap space concerns. Mm-hmm. Like, there's only so many players that, you know, if you bring in Chris Tanev, um, you're going to have to move some money out. Some of that might come in a Kuzmenko trade, who knows, but then you've also got to go out and get a top six forward. Um, you know, I know a team like Toronto has coveted Zadorov. I don't know where the Leafs are right now with their team, though. Like, I don't know if they're going to spend 
futures or anything really on trying to improve this team. Although the Samsonov story makes things pretty interesting. Uh-huh. And I and I think that team, I don't think they're terrible. I don't think they're as good as they have been in years past. But, you know, get into the playoffs and, and you never know in the East because I don't think there's a dominant team in the East. So it'll be interesting to see what Living does. But for the most part, like, I don't expect them to trade Dakota Joshua or no. Teddy Bluger or anything like that. Like, those guys are important to the team and I don't expect them to trade Tyler Myers either because he's playing significant minutes for them and he's a right shot and they need right shots here's the thing with Zadorov, and I do really like the guy but I would be very impressed with management if they were able to get a low acquisition cost for him which I think we can all agree it was a relatively low acquisition cost and it's sort of spackled over wallpapered over the issue with Susie which now they've got another issue with Susie because he's hurt again and they were able to move them along and get a good tangible asset or the cap space in return. It would be savvy management because, again, here's the thing. I don't think Zadorov's long-term for Vancouver anyway, right? Now you're no. going to say, well, but you need him for now. You need him for the playoff run and everything. Yeah, but if you get another defenseman mm-hmm. and you're able to sort of move the pieces on the chessboard in that manner, I think that's really intriguing. I think it could be potentially cool. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Eric from East Van. Would you use a gift card on a first date on someone you have known and have been friends with for a while? I'm feeling pretty confident, but would love a second opinion. My You're second opinion like is or my second opinion don't. is do not feel confident. Yeah, in using a gift card on a first date. I don't care what your relationship yeah. is. I don't care don't how do comfortable it. you feel. Don't do it. You might feel too comfortable. You can use it on the second date if there is one, right? Yeah. Or but the, I'll tell you what. You know what? Just use it on yourself. I'll tell you how. There's not going to be a second date using a gift card on the first. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. I had a date once where I took the bus. Don't do that. And I, and for some reason, now I don't know why, maybe it was because she expected me to arrive in a limousine or something like that. Mm. I was like, ah, I took the, you know, we we had a date downtown and I said, you know, I I just took the bus down. And apparently that was a turnoff. Right. I'm like, I'm like, and it probably came across as, it probably came across as this is a guy that's too cheap to pay for parking downtown, which was a hundred percent true. But I, you know, hey, hey, you know, like I, I'm, I'm a man of the people. There's a good, and that doesn't sell on a date either. There's a good bit. From then you told her you're afraid of snakes. <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's a good bit from the show New Girl where the guy's like, okay, tell me the line that the guy tells you, and then I'll decipher what he it actually is. Okay. So one of them was, I took the bus here. And she's like, oh, that means he's environmentally conscious. And he's like, eh, wrong. It means he has a DUI. And he's a, <laughs> and he's a pervert. So I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, um, I, I got to quick what we learned. Yeah, Just because yeah. people always ask about this, we do get regular texts in saying like, hey, are the Halbord jingles online anywhere? Can we listen? to them believe it or not people justin actually do want to listen to them outside of the station which blows my mind mm-hmm. um justin east fan has hooked you guys up if you go to soundcloud you know soundcloud.com i'm sure you know what it is and just search halbro jingles justin and east fan has actually uploaded all of them somehow so there you go listeners the people that text in saying they want to listen to the jingles outside of the show now you can yeah uh gary middle name gary garrison regular texter hasn't asked us anything if you were hit by an avalanche but instead of snow oh my god you're covered in food okay of your choice to eat your way out which food would you choose please don't say soup i wasn't gonna <laughs> i'll start jello i choose pizza in fact maybe i can test my thesis can i get an avalanche worth of pizza with a hundred dollar gift card uh maybe next week the AJ's gift card has already been it's given gone. away. It's Jello, Jello, Jello. There's always room for Jello. So is the answer? It'd be very easy to eat my way out of anything of Jello. No, I, I know the answer. What? Potato chips. 
Like Homer? Potato chips. First of all, you're not going to get crushed by the avalanche. Look out. They're ruffled. Jello. Jello. Jello, you could drown. I know. If you if you eat quickly, you're fine. So the answer isn't the food you'd enjoy the most. It's the one the easiest to eat out of. Yeah. There's well, got to be a better I way to say that. I think there's got to be some <laughs> enjoyment to it. There's got to be. See, I mean, in, if you're in the situation. I right? might die, but at least it's string delicious. beans. Live in the moment, right? Live in the moment. I've, I don't think I've ever had too many chips in my life. You know yeah, those good point. Those big bags? I ate one, the, just the whole thing. Sir, it's after, family size. Where's after, the rest of the family? After a really big dinner the other day, and I'm like, I could do another one. Okay, then if Easily. not Jello, Reese's Pieces. I could do that for sure. I'd be out in three seconds. <laughs> how, how, are you, how are you not diabetic? How is your blood sugar? Yeah. Like, do you have crashes? Do you live your life like you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down? I mean, yeah. It just Every day is Reese's Pieces. <laughs> I expect Wilford Brimley to show up one day and like, Andy, we need to talk. Okay. Seriously. Uh, okay. Uh, we are up against it for time. I want to thank everyone all week for listening and contributing and weighing in. And we've we've noticed that like more and more people are weighing in, and it's great. We love the feedback, even the criticism. It just makes our show better. We know we're not perfect, but we're trying to be as good as we can on a weekly basis. So thank you all. Congrats to all our winners. We'll be back next week to do it all over again, doing a bunch of giveaways and enjoying ourselves as much as we can. But thank you all. It's been a fun week. Signing off for now, I have been Mike Halford. He has been Jason Bruff. He's been A-Dog, and he's been Laddie. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Uh, we come back next uh, week ready to go. And turn it up a notch.